everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This week we are featuring September 2nd, 1980 at the Community War Memorial Auditorium in Rochester, New York. But before we go into that, let's dive into our introductions this week. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Fig and Knob. Say good evening, boys. Evening, boys. Boys? All right. As is tradition in the Help on the Way podcast, we're starting off with the Channel 6 news for this week. And we're kicking off with the top 10 reactions to the first Dead & Company show of the Summer 2022 Tour. Big. Which has happened. Which has happened. We know all about it. We know everything. It has definitely happened by the time we've recorded this, as it will by the time it goes out. It has happened six days before or after we have recorded this show. So, Fig, go ahead and give us the top ten reactions to the first Den Company show of the 2022 tour. Okay, here we go. Number ten. Can you believe they opened with Keep Your Day Job? Number nine. Who would have thought that John Mayer had to cancel the last minute so they got Billy Strings sitting on Trey Anastasio's shoulders wearing a trench coat? Number eight. I can't believe I missed Hologram Jerry. It was getting late on the East Coast and I went to bed. Number seven. Well, I can't believe that O'Teal bomb happened at the exact moment of the great LA earthquake of 2022. Number six. Dead and Company debut. Scarlet. Your body is a wonderland. Into fire. (laughs) Number five. So, uh, so, so John and Jeff kissed? Number four. They played tons of steel with Jeff on lead vocals. I wish. Number three, Brent has announced he faked his own death and is coming back for Blow Away in Philly. It's the only, not the only thing that's going to blow away in Philly. <laughs> Number two, wow, O'Teal really did set two naked. Huh. And your number one reaction to the first Dead & Co. show of the summer 2022 tour is... I can't believe Mickey was selling grilled cheese on the lot before the show. Thank you. And everybody. (laughs) What a memorable, memorable night we've all experienced. We're going to talk about it for ages. Really, when I I saw Mickey flinging those grilled cheeses, it's just... (laughs) Took me back to 1973, really, just a simpler time. I could see him making the grilled cheese... On the beam, like he has like a yeah. a, heat, a heating component to the beam now, <laughs> like a, a stovetop. Yes. All right, let's get into our show, our featured show for this week, which is once again September second, nineteen eighty, uh, the Community War Memorial Auditorium, Rochester, New York. This was a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and um. Never miss a Tuesday show. I'm just going to say it, boys. This thing was a heater. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's just go right into um, set number one. Um, Kicked off with New New Minglewood Blues. Uh, Then we had Sugary into El Paso. Uh, Friend of the Devil. It's all over now. Uh, China Cat. uh, I Know You Writer. Uh, Sailor Circumstance. And Don't Ease Me In. Uh, Nob, go ahead and give us your thoughts on set number one. I really enjoyed it. Um, 
There were some really nice solos from everybody. This was a show... I, I know we're Brent fanboys. We're, no one's going to really argue with me here, but this was a really nice show for Brent. He didn't do, I think, any lead vocals, but every solo. The solo he took on New Minglewood was awesome. The solo he took on Front of the Devil was gorgeous. Um, it was a night I was very impressed with Brent. Um, that sugary is something I'm not going to shut up about for a really long time. Mm. Um, the peak to that jam around like the six and a half minute mark with uh, Jerry like really shredding with those chords and Brent doing a lot of like... Um, was great. Really enjoyed. Um, I'm not always impressed by the slow friend of the devils. We've talked about this before, but I thought this was a really pretty one. Um, mm -hmm. There was a solo around the five and a half minute mark that I'm pretty sure was Brent. Um, was that, that the, pit, was, the pitch wheel? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was special. I really loved that. That was a yep. highlight of the set for me. Yep. Um, it was a good night for the drummers. There was some really nice like dynamic changes that they led, um, which you don't always get with the two drummer compared to like a one drummer. Um, I thought uh, the China Rider was really nice, really ripping. I liked the transition. Um, Bob and Jerry switched the verses they usually take, which threw me for a second. Bob normally does the laid, uh, the sun will shine in my back door someday verse. But for this one, jumped on the lay down last night verse. Uh, I don't know of any other I Know Your Riders where he does that. Um, I really like the Sailor Saint. And after that, Sailor Saint came to its like big epic conclusion. And suddenly I heard the... Ba -down, ba -down, ba -down, ba -down, ba -down. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. Right, right. I was expected to be underwhelmed with a quick and easy don't ease me in. And while it wasn't the longest, it was hot. It was, it was so good. good. I was wrong. I felt like a fool by the end. Really enjoyed the first set. Yeah, I, I like the first set too. I'm just going to jump in here. Uh, game, sorry. Um, no, no good. And, Go take it. And I agree, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I was most impressed, as I usually am, with Jerry's playing. Um, mm. His guitar tone on Minglewood Blues was just screaming. Just, just, yeah. just hot, hot, hot. I, I, I loved it. I don't know what he was doing. Um, Sugary. I thought the interplay between um, Jerry and Brent was fantastic. Um, really a showcase. And then Jerry again, just playing this this tremolo part at the, at the very end that really got me going. And he would play the tremolo. I mean, I know he brings that out quite a lot, but uh, he did that in do as well to to great effect in the second set. Yeah. Um, El Paso was nice. Friend of the Devil. I love. Friend of the Devil, the slow Friend of the Devil. Uh, I thought this was a lovely version, a very slow and uh, heartfelt version of Friend of the Devil. Um, and then, yeah, I wrote down about um, Brent's pitch wheel solo. So that's the one that's like, wow. Like, he does it really well, really well. And um, it was a great solo. <clears throat> uh, it's All Over Now was a really good improvisational vehicle. Um, it was one of the longer songs of the first set, and everybody got time to kind of stretch out, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the China Rider, uh, I was really impressed with Jerry's playing in the transition there. He found this real hypnotic figure, um, and he just kind of kept going over it and over and over and over it. And then we went into Rider, and it was pretty awesome. And Sailor Saint was good. Um, and then, yeah, Ease was actually a great way to end that first set. Great first set. This was um, the first time in a long time where my status as a set one boy uh, proved out to be um a good thing uh set one was great um i'm just gonna echo it pretty much everything what you guys have already said um new mingle wood started out hot um 
Sugar Ree, I, I don't know if if it's just me, but at least compared to the shows we have listened to so far together on this podcast, this might be my favorite Sugar Ree. Yeah, I would um, agree. Um, it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. Um, El Paso's good. Um, Slow Friend of the Devil. Um, any Friend of the Devil for me is great. But Slow Friend of the Devil, I give two thumbs up. Uh, it's All Over Now, I thought was great. Uh, another killer China China uh, China writer. Um, Taylor Circumstance, um, that has been growing on me. Um it was actually a dead company show that did it. Um, and then mm. one of our, one of our past shows um, did it as well. Um, this one doesn't really jump off of the page. Um, yeah. Be compared to any of the other ones we've heard so far, uh, but still excellent. Uh, and uh, like you said, Nob, for don't ease me in being three minutes long. It was a fantastic three minutes. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was an absolute awesome, um, awesome. Don't ease me in. So yeah, um, this might even be the best um, set one we've listened to. Um, Put it up there, yeah. Yeah, I would so agree far, with that. so far as well. Um, so let's go into set two. Um, set two kicked off with an interesting um, opener, Althea. Uh, then we had CC Rider, Ship of Fools, Estimated Profit, Carapid Station, Playing in the Band, Drums in Space, Go Ico, Morning Dew, and then Set 2 ended with Sugar Magnolia. And then we had an encore of Alabama Getaway. So, Fig, what were your thoughts on Set Number 2? Um, set number two was great. Um, I think that the highs were super high. Uh, there was one notable low, um, and the rest was just really good. Um, I would give the nod here to, to set one overall. Um, Althea, uh, Jerry starts in, I think, the second first when, when he starts out, so there's a little bit of a flub there. Um, uh, but his vocals throughout were just was fantastic. He sounded really good. Um, there's a whole, I mean, a huge chunk of the second set here. Uh, CC, Ship of Fools, Estimated Terrapin, playing that at first I didn't know what to really make of. I just kind of wrote good, not great, good, not great. Um, I just listened to Terrapin on, on Nob's suggestion, uh, but I put on headphones and it was phenomenal. <laughs> and now I want to go back and listen to the entire second set with headphones because um, a lot of um, a lot of ambience going on in the second set. A lot of just like really spaced out, I don't know, you know, uh, themes and and um, and playing. Uh, it, it was actually really good. Um, some meandering jams, uh, good ambience. Um, and then the boys get into drums and space, and then really the whole set takes this uh, left turn into the slowest Ico Ico I've ever heard. And I've never heard, you know, prior to this, I, I would say there's no such thing as a bad Ico Ico, but when you play it this slow, it turns into a bad Ico Ico. Um, it was just way too slow. Um, and and then we get this other switch. So I think they realized let's uh, let's let's pull it back here, boys, because we had a very powerful mountain uh, mountain dew. Good lord, morning dew. <laughs> uh, powerful, emotional. You could hear in Jerry's voice the emotion kind of uh, you know dripping with emotion. Um, he, he came back to that tremolo playing on his guitar, and it was phenomenal. And then um, Sugar Mavs, I it 
was great. Alabama was great. I love Alabama as a set opener. Apparently, I love it as a set closer as well. So set two was really good, with notable exception, Iko Iko. But let's hear what uh, someone else has to say about it. Go ahead, Nob. My uh, potentially controversial opinion here um, is I think set two takes a few songs to really get going. Um, I think the Althea is well played. It's just a little too slow for my taste. Um, the CC Rider has some really nice solos to it, but doesn't quite pop for me. Um, it's a lovely ship of fools, don't get me wrong, but it was when the Estimated Prophet started that I really was like, hell yeah. I am, this is great. It was, I was feeling the good energy I was feeling in set one. Um, it was really... Uh, there were just some nice solos to it. There was a really nice collective spirit of improvisation to that Prophet leading to a really lovely Terrapin. Um, I will say it's definitely a slow Ico. Um, I don't know if I found it to be a bad Ico, but it wasn't a great Ico by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't one you could really dance to, but it had some interesting like worlds it was exploring within it. Um, but that's not something I feel strongly about. I found space to be a little bit... Uh, at times unfocused, but never uninteresting. Um, a lovely do, like you said. Uh, and I really appreciated this Alabama getaway, because a lot of the post-go-to-heaven Alabama getaways have a pretty similar solo from Jerry, where he really does play pretty closely to what's on the record. This is absolutely its own beast, and it makes this Alabama getaway stand out from uh, others of this time in 1980. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. But I would definitely agree with Fig that uh, I found set one to be a bit stronger. In my mind, they should have, and maybe this is just because we're conditioned this way. Um, they could have flipped and had Getaway be the set two opener with yeah. Althea being the encore. Mm. And I would have felt a lot better. Um and 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 I think set two was strong. Everything you guys said was absolutely accurate in my in my eyes. Um, I think I like Althea so much that as soon as Jerry started with verse two, threw me off. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of like, okay, now I'm kind of off kilter this whole time. Um, CC Rider, um, it's good. It's it's not really. Um, my favorite dead song. If that it's not one, one of my favorites either. No. If, if, if that one would would not make set lists, I wouldn't be upset. Um, Ship Fools I really enjoyed. Estimated I really enjoyed. Um, I agree. Um, I almost always listen with headphones, and I thought Terrapin was phenomenal. Um, playing in the band was good. Uh, drums in space. I like the way you explained it, Knob, on unfocused but never uninteresting. Uh, I might make that my um, I put that on my on my business card. <laughs> Focused, but never, but never uninteresting. That's a, that's a perfect way to describe so much of my life. Um, Ico, Ico. Um, yeah, I'm okay to say that this was a bad Ico, Ico. Um, I don't know. I feel like some songs you just shouldn't mess with the tempo. Yeah. And whenever I hear Ico, Ico, I'm either okay, where it's Ico, Ico, or it's men smart, women smarter. And in my mind, it's always, you know, like we're going to the beach. 
kind of thing. Yeah, right? it's an island rhythm, yeah. dancing vacation yeah. thing. Yeah. And there was, and I looked through the archive comments, and there was plenty of um, nice comments about Ico. Ico. Um, I'm just not going to be one of them <laughs> on, on the <laughs> show. Um, Morning Dew and Sugar Mags, um, great. And then uh, Album Getaway was a smoker. Um, if that would have started set two instead of ended ending the whole show, I would feel a whole lot different about set number two. Um, yeah, an abs- absolute, yeah. Um, absolute a show worth checking out from start to finish. So that brings us to our next topic of which set would we like to feature set number one or set number two and i'm just going to start this vote right now as a proud member of the set one boys um set one has my vote yeah i'll join your club this time around all right two votes for set number one uh chalk it up to set number one it's unanimous Alrighty, so after we're done with this podcast, we'll be jumping into set number one of 1980. Uh, Let's go into the Reddit comments of this show. Um, I will go ahead and read the... I think we actually had... um, No, we did have two. Um, Our first comment was from 091882. Killer Odds made. Not a fan of the soundboard filler on one of the dicks picks. Sounded way too flat. Historic drums, I go do all around hmm. epic show. So you see, even this comment, a historic drums, I go. I mean, anything can be historic. It doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> <laughs> like, World War II was historic. Uh, and you know what? I'll, and I wrote back. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, I'll um, let you go ahead and take your comment. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'll write back to people who comment on on the weekly thread on Reddit because because um, it's fun to do, and I like to acknowledge people for contributing to the project. So I wrote back and I said this pretty much the same thing that I said here on the pod. I said, "I'll be honest, I'm loving the do, but the late set Ico is not a great fit. Super slow and forced." And I think on the um, on our little chat, I said that it was as if someone replaced Brent's Coke for Quaaludes. <laughs> And then GD80's Points of Light had a very simple message to share about September 2nd, 1980. Hot show! You know what? I agree with them. Indeed. So, so we're going to revisit a topic that we... I'm not sure when we stopped um, discussing it, to be honest. It's been a while. Um, the Day of the Dead. Does this show make your... Or Book of the Dead, not Day of the Dead. Of the dead. Um, Good call. Does this show make your book of the dead? And I'm going to pass it off to Nob first. Nob, does this make your book of the dead? Might. Um, it depends on what we hear for the rest of the year. Um, it's definitely not at the top of my book of the dead list, but it's also. Not at the bottom. I would say that it's pretty close to being one of my picks. Uh, but I'm not sure about that. Alright, so Knob is a firm, potentially. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Strong-willed, maybe. Fig. Book of the Dead. Yay or nay. Or possibly. 
No, I'm going to go with yay. Um, This was a phenomenal show. Um, uh, You know, barring Ico Ico, I I loved it from start to finish. Um, And maybe it was the context, you know, from the project where we've been in kind of 90s purgatory for a couple couple weeks here. I think last week's show made me lose my faith in The Grateful Dead because I was just surprised that this show was as good as it was. Uh, Wait, the last week's show or, or this show? Last week's show. I, like, came in with the expectations of that last show that we heard. And so it started, and I was like, I can't tell if this is good, or last week's show was so bad that anything's good. <laughs> but it was really good. Yeah. Um, yes, it definitely... It, actually, it, the whole show made me think maybe I love 1980 as my favorite year. Like, it had me rethinking of what is my favorite era of the dead. Because... By the end of the month, we were getting into Warfield territory. Um, so, you know, acoustic... 1980 um, had some great stuff. 1980, man. Yeah, like... Uh, maybe. That, that's maybe. actually... You, you, you bring that's up, a strong show. You bring yeah. up a good point. I feel like 89 is always going to win that for me. Um, but 80 might be second. <laughs> 80? 80? Yeah. Um, for me, this absolutely makes my Book of the Dead. Um, just comparing what we've listened to for these past 20, 21 episodes so far. Um, yeah, this, this for me, um, is top five. Uh, does yep. it have a chance to be knocked out? Absolutely. Um, right now, absolutely not. Right now it's, it's firm top five. I don't want to say number one. Um, definitely firmly in my book of the dead. Next week, we have another midweek September show, uh, but this week it is seven years earlier. Next week, we are featuring September 12th, 1973. This is a Wednesday night at William and Mary Hall at the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. And just looking at this set list, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those long 1973 shows because set one has one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, my God, like 12, 13 songs. Just set number one. Um, I've seen longer. I've seen longer for 73, but yeah, but it's, that's still going to be a doozy, but just looking (laughs) over the, looking over the set list, um, kind of love that set two starts with loose lucy um kind of like that a whole bunch to be honest so yeah yeah i'm um don't ease me in and it looks like rain yeah next week's september 12th 1973 i'm looking forward to that one uh let's see here before on, we... um dead bass right now and it looks like they had a horn player for this show oh two... Yeah, so that's a little something interesting. Does it say who? Okay, uh, Martin Fierro and Joe Ellis. Wish I knew who those people were, but I have to... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think or Knob knows, right? I'm sure he does. Yeah, sure he does. Oh yes, he played on the uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the guy from the thing <laughs> you know, with the face, Rob, Rob yeah. Fiallo. Yeah, Rob. Oh, oh, Marty Martin F. F. Oh, Marty F. We go. go way back. And it looks like they were on 
for at least those three shows. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, fascinating. Um, anyway, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Help on the Way podcast. Please, like always, please like and share this podcast uh, wherever you can, as well as smash that subscribe button. You may find us at wherever pods are downloaded. However, not on podcast services that rhyme with modify so if you preference a service that rhymes with modify you won't find us on there you will find us though on pretty much every single one other than that um you may find us also directly on the web at help on the way you may email us at help on the way pod at gmail.com you may find us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And as we spoke earlier in the show, this is the beginning of the 2022 Dead and Company summer tour season. So if you aren't already a- on the Grateful Dead subreddit, um, please join us as um, each night of the tour, there is a set list thread where I think pretty much all three of us um, probably make appearances in those set list threads, but Knob is the king of the set list threads over on reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead, as well as Knob, you are being accompanied by some uh, Grateful Dead royalty, I believe, on your um, threads this tour. Am I correct in that? Well, we have... Oops. Uh, <laughs> we've... We've tricked David Gans into showing up a couple of times. I once asked him... If, Summoned him? Yeah, I once asked him if the skull on Jeff Comenti's keyboard was a former sound guy that refused to turn him high enough in the mix. And he replied, I'm not sure, but I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes we get... Content you're missing, folks. <laughs> those sort of shenanigans happen. Someday he'll block me if it hasn't happened already. I just want to say it's been three shows... In- into the tour and you've been killing it oh yeah it's been a great david gans has shown up for all of them he sent (laughs) mail to my house and i won't say the words best friend but i'll hint at them i think he mentioned you on dead air one time been a great tour so far once he did mention just reddit in general and my heart stopped for a second (laughs) i did gans went they've been mean to they've been they've been teasing us but it's all in good fun and i went yeah 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 it's all in good fun it's all in good fun (laughs) it it, it is always kind of fun when they mention mention our little sector of the world then you're like that means they read some of the some of the nonsense I put I know, I know. <laughs> they kind of have to. Like, how many hundreds of thousands of people are on the Grateful Dead subreddit? At least a hundred thousand. Uh, Pretty good chunk yeah, of shit. Definitely. It's, uh, it's hundred thirty. So our Grateful Dead has one hundred thirty-three thousand five hundred ninety-nine readers. Like, yeah, you wow. better take notice from time to time. Crazy amount. That's crazy. Don't get me wrong. One hundred thirty thousand of them are bots. But <laughs> okay. still, Elon hey. Musk over here. <laughs> their their upvotes all count the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And our one final plug for this evening is for twitch.tv slash the GD channel. That is my little handy-dandy um, Grateful Dead channel. Um, as you have noticed, um, ever since the Dead & Company tour has started, my channel has turned into just a Grateful Dead Steely with music playing in the background because, Brad, you ain't taking me down this tour. <laughs> so, um, as you have noticed, that um, has changed to um that until summer tour 2022 is over so that's it at least for me for this episode of the help on the way podcast fig or knob you have any final ending words for the good folks the listeners the masses um bob weir in new minglewood blues says it's tea for new york city even though they're in rochester and we didn't talk about that how embarrassing. Good night. That's, that's <laughs> just a little bit of food for thought for everybody to end the evening. Yeah, oh. I, I can't compete with that little that little factoid. <laughs> I just want to say, have a good night. I hope you guys are enjoying the, sh- the tour as much as we are. All righty. Yes, everybody. Again, thank you once again for listening. Hope you have been enjoying Summer Tour 2022. And uh, next week, um, we will not only be going over um september 12th 1973 but we will also actually have um our own personal highlights of uh the dead company tour as of so far so thank you once again everybody uh and this has been the help on the way podcast
the short track, and he's not 